Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. It's the final week now before we head into the uh, head into the final, uh, the championship. And sadly, I was beaten at the last hurdle, and uh, I am I am no longer <laughs> in the running for uh, for the championship this year. Which, to be honest, not under ordin- ordinary circumstances, I think I'd be quite annoyed by. But given the absolute crazy game that Alex and I uh, had this past week. I think it was just a pleasure to be a part of such a such a competition, to be honest. Um, right down to the very final wire. If that last quarter at, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the game <laughs> with the Dolphins and Saints had gone a little bit more my way, who knows? I could have, I could have made it, but here we are. Um, so yes, how, how are you feeling after this week's uh, quite relaxing uh, Relaxing adventure. Yeah, I mean, as our avid listeners know, I am obviously not in the playoffs at the minute, um, in our league anyway. Um, but of my of my six leagues, I'm in the final in two, so I'm not I'm not too unhappy at the minute. So I've got those to keep an eye on this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, your matchup with Alex was just me sitting there refreshing the score was just yeah, it was a, a pleasure to watch. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he started off well uh, right out of the gate. I think it was. Um... Chubb played very well, and obviously uh, Devontae Adams played very well too. So, like, he started as he meant to go on. Uh, and to be honest, after that start, yeah. I was already kind of well, okay. This is this is probably it. But to my team's credit, they really did bring it back, and uh, it, it it was a challenge. It went right down to the wire. I think it literally big performers. I did. It lit- if I'd played the San Francisco 49ers ahead of the Patriots, which I was thinking of doing, I would have won by less than a <laughs> like a tenth of a point. I think. Oh God! It was it was that close, but I mean, they got minus one, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the Patriots. Well, I wasn't going to play yeah. them, but I thought they've been on good form and they've been doing well. I'll put them in because I had the 49ers in up until the game. Uh, oh, pretty yeah. much started, and and that that meddling from my part was was what cost me, but. Point um, zero zero six, you'd have won. Yeah, by. it would have been literally a scrape. <laughs> it would have been such a tiny little scrape by, but yeah, I mean that's that's the glory of fancy, as you say. I think I've, I've been playing in three leagues this year. I'm in the final in the other two, so although I am the underdog in both of those, so I don't know whether this is going to be another year to uh, to add to my ring collection <laughs> or not. But I hope not, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> we will indeed. So, um, we better get started with the top ten. And I mean, three of these guys were on Alex's team, uh, so there's no wonder he did as well as he did. Um, but we have uh, T. Higgins at the top, who had an absolute crazy game. Uh, 12 receptions on 13 targets, 194 yards, just six off 200, and uh, two touchdowns, which brought him out 44 points. And we just, I think we just need to address the way that, that the Bengals played. We've been saying all year oh, that this yeah. offense has all the individual Exciting. pieces to yeah. be incredible. It's just, they, they just need to work at, at their consistency. It just all clicked for them and uh, they, they, they brought out a, a great, <laughs> great performance and uh, put on a, a real show. So, I mean, we can't take away from the fact that were playing with uh, sort of 
fourth, fifth stringers, and their their, their defense is kind of absolutely yeah. <laughs> ruined. So we can't give too much credit. But in spite of that, uh, still the the score line, the the way the team played, we had standout performances from the quarterback position, wide receiver, and running back. It was kind of everything that you could have wanted to go well did go well, uh, and it, it was just fantastic. Yeah, I am. I mean, it was amazing to watch. Obviously, T. Higgins. You know, most weeks he's taken a back seat to Jamal Chase, but he, I mean, he went absolutely mental this week. You know, Burrow threw over five hundred. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about him in a second. But it was this is what the offense we dreamed of should look like for the Bengals. They've got one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. You know, Higgins, Chase, Boyd, best young receiving core in the league and you know Joe Mixon at running back so I mean hopefully we'll see more of this over the years to come but yeah Higgins with a career defining performance oh yeah definitely you can't you can't dispute that uh, and and just kind of running in at number two uh, just to kind of stay on topic we've got Joe Burrow who uh, Joe Burrow. I mean that was that Joe Burrow was the nail in the coffin for me really I think nobody expected him to put up a 40 point performance um, no. I mean, I could have done without him doing that, <laughs> to be honest, but it is what it is. Um, but he played incredibly well, and he's quickly becoming one of the, definitely one of the top, sort of top 10 quarterbacks in the league now mm-hmm. with a, a fantastic performance here, 40 points. That's two attempts, 11 yards rushing. Uh, and then he had 46 passing attempts, 37 completions, 525 yards, which I think oh, is only God. the fourth time in history that that's... You know, it's the fourth fourth best score, um, and four touchdowns. So yeah, it was quite literally uh, record-breaking performance from Burrow. Uh, uh, maybe the best performance he'll ever have in his career, feasibly. Um, yeah. So fantastic from him, and I mean, this is what he's capable of. So very threatening guy. Yeah, he was he was outstanding. Um, I've always liked him. Obviously, even his rookie year, he didn't play much, but I knew he had it in him. Um, whenever you go over 500 yards, you're going to be talked about. Um, but yeah, love Burrow, love his energy. Uh, Cincinnati have needed him after the dreadful Dalton years. Um, but like, I just loved his comments after the game about even you know sub two minutes to go, he, they were still you know he was still launching 50 yard bombs just to really rub it into the Ravens. Yeah, fantastic performance. Uh, excited for this for this Bengals team. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, we we discussed it, I think, in the off season as well with the Bengals about how if they invest in the, their O line and keep keep mm-hmm. Burrow yeah. safe, then they're, they're onto a winner. And um, you know, his ability to get off these crazy throws and and have the time to do it as well is kind of a testament to the whole team. I know the the points that we're concerned with are always the ones that score as fantasy <laughs> points, really. But like as as a as an offense, they are playing incredibly well and. Uh, it's it's testament to them that a Burrow has remained uh, uninjured this season, but also yeah. Mixon, um, you know, yeah. he's been largely fine, which is quite unusual for him. And a lot of people have, have kind of distanced themselves from him from a fantasy part f- perspective, just because he has yeah. such a history of injury. Whereas now he doesn't. That this this is the point now. I think where we look at a performance like this, where you can kind of start. is you know the work that they're putting in is is making the team better as a whole um so if you keep burrow healthy keep mixing healthy obviously you've now got three wide receivers who are all very good <laughs> who are all amazing <laughs> uh, i mean the only way's up yeah massively 
yeah, I love the Bengals team. Uh, Bengals fans finally excited. Yeah, I mean, is it too late to switch allegiances? <laughs> um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, Devonte Adams, uh, another one of Alex's players. He just had the he had the best guys. The only mistake he made this week was not playing T Higgins. Um, <laughs> Devonte Adams, who yeah, fantastic, fantastic game. Thirty-four points. I mean, you'd expect nothing less from him. Really, he is one of the best if not the best. Uh, 10 receptions on 13 targets, 114 yards and two touchdowns. So very nice performance from Adams there. Yeah, I think you are right. Adams is the best. On his day, he's the best receiver in the league. Um, it helps, obviously, having Aaron Rodgers. Um, the way he's playing at the minute, he's just he's done throw interceptions, it seems, uh, ever. on a bit of a roll 12 and 3 um yeah he is the best um it was nice to see rogers come out after the game and say um he thinks adams is the best player he's ever played with uh, which is obviously a big massive compliment um and you could even see that in the week before when uh, the ravens were guarding him with sometimes three defenders <laughs> which is a testament to how dangerous he is yeah i mean he is isn't he he, he is a large part of that uh, green bay offense and i think kind of Comparing them to to Cincinnati, I think Green Bay don't have the weapons that um, that Cincinnati do. Yet, yeah, obviously, it doesn't necessarily matter because Green Bay is kind of because Adams and Rogers are so good. Exactly, and it's kind of two sides of the coin, isn't it? It's like this is you can have a cheat code basically if you've got a wide yes. receiver like Adams <laughs> and a quarterback like uh, like Rogers. You don't need all the fancy <laughs> extras. Um, so it's crazy, but yeah, I mean, that performance was, what, 20, 24 points for, for Green Bay? And, uh, yeah. you know, Adams is there directly responsible for, for 14 of them, really, yeah. if you're including <laughs> the extra points. So he, he is, he's just very, very good, isn't he? Um, and I think while ever that, that relationship lasts, he's a great player to have. It's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm getting more reflective because I think this is, you know, the last, uh, well, second to last podcast of the season that mm-hmm. we're doing just before uh, you know the championship next week but it, it's interesting to see how things are this year and how things will be next year because obviously there is kind of uncertainty. There could be a lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. is Adams going to be there next year? Is is him being somewhere else going to affect his value? Um, mm-hmm. So it's just it's interesting and it's nice to see that he's getting some decent performances out now while the ground's stable. Uh, and really up that trade value exactly before things change uh, which they might do next year and fourth it's the first player that was on my team and he was a bit of a last minute substitution Uh, it's (laughs) it's good old Justin Jackson who subbed in for uh, Austin Austin Eckler this week for me and 33 point game not bad at all I was very very pleased with with his performance to say he's a backup Uh, He had 11 rushing attempts, 64 yards and two touchdowns, which in itself is a pretty good day. But to add to that, he had eight receptions on nine targets and 98 receiving yards. So he was was a wide receiver and a running back this week. Um, And I'm pretty sure that his his receiving targets massively were outperforming uh, those of of Keenan Allen. So, um, yeah, interesting week there. Yeah, I mean, Jackson was fantastic. I watched his highlights. Um, I mean, he, he put on an Eckler-type performance in his absence, which what is what you would want, I guess. I wouldn't have predicted he'd have gone off that much, um, especially with the Chargers somehow losing that game to the Texans. But yeah, Jackson was um, 
the one bright spot, I think, on the day. Um, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, obviously, he'll take another back seat when Eckler comes back, but nice to have someone like that step in for them. Well, that's it, and it's performances like this, I think, that, that kind of show you that it's it's always good to <laughs> always good to be having a look at who who's standing behind the big figureheads in, in certain teams you know you do depth is so important it really is and when you have guys that put up performances like that then you know mm-hmm. you can't you can't question that they're they're a valuable player to that team and, and to any uh fantasy team that's got the the foresight to pick them up too um next up i think you'll be happy with this one aj brown returning to form very good performance yes. 33 yards uh, 33 points sorry not 33 yards much much more <laughs> 145 yards um with a touchdown and that's on 16 targets and 11 completions so very very nice performance there yeah nice to see aj brown coming back he has had a had a few uh knocks this year um, but when he when he is healthy uh, on his day i think he is he's you know he's a top eight wide receiver for me uh, still very young. Um, Tannehill is a solid quarterback, um, and AJ Brown really is is his only weapon at the minute. Especially with with Henry out, AJ Brown is the offense at the minute. Um, so yeah, if he stays healthy for the last couple of weeks, I, I think we'll see another couple of big performances. Um, and in general, I think he's got a fantastic career ahead of him. One of my favorite players at the minute. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I think. Uh... It's it's been a bit up and down. I think Tennessee's offense this season. I think losing Derrick Henry's obviously had a massive yeah, impact so on different. them, and uh, they've had to adapt to a new way of playing. But yeah. AJ Brown's just kind of yeah, he's not had the year that we wanted him to have. But mm-hmm. you know, he's still put up some fantastic performances when he's been available. I think that might be his yeah, that's his second game of over twenty points this season. So you know, he he's not he's not shy of doing exceptionally well, and he's young as yeah. well. I mean, twenty-four years old, and he's he's got a long career ahead of him. So, you know, he's he's only going to improve as time goes on. Next up, we've got our third Bengal, which uh, you know, who'd have thought they would have had three of them in the top ten? Uh, Joe Mixon now, uh, just to kind of complete the holy trinity of positions. Uh, he uh, he comes in with thirty-two points. That's on eighteen rushing attempts for sixty-five yards and a touchdown. And he too was busy in the old receiving game with six targets, six catches, and a touchdown. So, two touchdown game for for Mixon, and he was uh, he was a dual threat as well. Yeah, I mean we we've talked about him most weeks. I think we absolutely love Mixon. Um, like we said, health was the only only the ever issue. Um, but if he's healthy. The volume of workload he gets in this offense, um, he, he's a top five running back most weeks. Um, there isn't really a second choice, and he's amazing in the passing game. And if Joe Burrow is going to continue to to grow and develop, um, Mixon's only going to get better. So I think he's certainly going to be a, a top five pick next year. Um, and he's yeah one of my favorite running backs at the minute. Yeah, he he's just fantastic, isn't he? And uh, yeah, I think it, I'll be sad to see him uh, kind of elevate himself back into the sort of first round again uh, next yeah, year. Cause, nice cause, to get him for value, isn't it? Yeah, as time's gone by, <laughs> he's, people have just kind of slept on him, and it is because of those aforementioned uh, injury issues. But as I say, I think if that O line continues to improve, then you know a lot of his his risk is is kind of negated somewhat. So. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to be one of the first five guys off the board, I think, next year, just with the way he's been this year. He's just very, very good. Number two running back in standard scoring leagues and number three in points per reception leagues. So he's done very, very well. Very nice. Uh, next up, excuse me, we have Josh Allen, who he's 
making his return once again to the top 10. He is the number one overall quarterback now. Um, he's kind of cemented himself in that Called position. It. You did, you did. I'm <laughs> disappointed because I'd rather it been Mahomes, but uh, a 30.96 point game here. So in massive contrast to his last meeting at New England, uh, he's added an additional 20 points onto what he got last time. So 31 points, that's uh, 12 rushing attempts and 64 yards. So he basically did the same as uh, Justin Jackson and Joe Mixon in the running game this week. I think there's just maybe a yard behind Mixon, uh, (laughs) which is just crazy. He just didn't have the touchdown to boot. Uh, And then he had uh, 47 passing yards, 30 completions, 314 yards, which is a good amount of yardage. But I think when you see Joe Burrow with 525, you're a bit meh about it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, three touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, his legs definitely helped increase his fancy value this week. Yeah, I mean, Allen's, he is, like, in terms of if you're a Buffalo fan, obviously, he's a bit inconsistent. But in terms of what we care about fantasy, he's just so good. He's either doing it with his legs, uh, or in this case, which was nice to see against the Patriots, because like you said, he was dreadful in the previous matchup. It was nice to see him make some plays with his arms as well. Um, There was four or five plays in that game. I watched that game quite closely. That were just, like, wow moments where he'd, like, shake off a defender then, make a crazy pass, kind of like Mahomes-esque almost. Um, but this was a, it was a big win for Buffalo, this, um, and I'm, I'm glad to see him at the top. I thought he'd eventually get back to it. Um, hopefully he's uh, a bit more consistent for the last two weeks and then into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, I mean, we all knew he'd be playing very well uh, this year, but uh, as you said, I think his consistency has been a little, um, yeah, not too good, but um, but overall, like he's he just has those kind of blow up performances as well, which which is is what you want from a, a quarterback of his stature. So, yeah, I know we were a little bit worried at the start of the season um, about Allen because we were not liking what we were seeing, but he's definitely he just <laughs> he's settled into it and he's he's proven everybody wrong, I suppose. Um, all right, in your case. Next up, we've got a surprise entry um, from the same team, another Buffalo player, but this time it's uh, it's a wide receiver. And no, sadly, it's not Stefan Diggs. If it was Stefan Diggs, I would have won this week. Uh, It's Isaiah McKenzie, um, who is kind of behind even uh, Gabe Davis, who unfortunately was out this week due to uh, COVID complications. Uh, But 30.4 points for McKenzie, uh, which is just, yeah utterly utterly fantastic from a from a young guy kind of coming into uh, well not even that young 26 year old guy coming into uh t- to take the place of of two guys who you know people thought would be doing exceptionally well but unfortunately aren't even playing uh so that's 30 point performance one rushing attempt for minus a yard uh but he made up for that with uh, 11 catches on 12 targets 125 yards and a touchdown so somebody Nobody owns in our league, which is crazy because our benches are so goddamn deep that like you you really you really scratching to find anyone of, of any interest. Does nobody owns. But him? nobody owns him. Uh, our waivers are to go through tomorrow, I believe. So I don't know if that'll be the case as of this time tomorrow. But for the moment, nobody owns Mackenzie. That is crazy. Annoyingly, I'm out of fab, so I don't think I'll get him now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, it was <laughs> it was a fantastic performance. He, he seemed to almost be sort of the the go to guy for Allen, um, when he needed you know when they needed a, a first down, when they needed a big catch. McKenzie did come up in the clutch. 
Um, like you said, depth chart wise, he is probably behind Diggs and, and Gabe Davis, um, perhaps even in terms of talent. But if he can turn on some performances like that, then um, maybe we'll start to see a, a bit more of him, hopefully, in the uh, in the coming years. He's only 26, so plenty of football left. Yeah, I think, well, Gabriel Davis put on a fantastic performance last week, if I remember correctly. He did. So Mackenzie's yeah, he did. kind of done the same thing. So there's two, two third string, fourth string running back, uh, wide receivers, sorry, there that. Yeah, I mean, playing on teams with with older guys, so so there's there's time for them to kind of jump into that wide receiver two spot, I suppose, uh, especially with the way things are going down with uh, certain Buffalo wide receivers. Um, <laughs> and then we've got Dak Prescott who comes in next, and he had a great performance too, thirty points, uh, for just the four rushing attempts, but that was for twenty one yards, and he had thirty nine attempts passing, twenty eight completions, three hundred and thirty yards in the air and four touchdowns so yeah great game there yeah i mean this was this was a blowout i mean 56 14 to the cowboys that the the poor washington football team um you know even cooper rush the backup qb for the cowboys came in and was two of three for 70 yards and a touchdown so it was just a massacre um nice to see prescott put on a big performance you know mistake free no turnovers which is, is what you want from him um, I'd still like to see something sort of perhaps on this level against a, a good opponent, um, especially with them coming up to the playoffs. But yeah, he's still one of the best young quarterbacks in the league for me. Um, and they've, they've pretty much got the division sewn up now as well. So yeah, um, good win, good performance from, from Prescott. Yeah. And next up, we've got the final entry, I believe, in the top 10. Rex Burkhead. Rex who, Burkhead. Uh, yeah, we didn't think we'd be seeing him in the top 10. Um, 22 attempts rushing for 149 yards with two touchdowns, and he had two catches oh, and two God. targets for no yardage. But that's a 30-point performance from a Houston Texan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I was watching this game quite closely because the, the Chargers let me down for my accumulator. Um, and every time I turned it on, Burkhead was was ripping off a long run. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see a Texans player or Burkhead again in the top 10. Certainly not this season, but, yeah, he is capable of it. He did it for New England. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good little player. Uh, that's the best way I can say it. Yeah, I mean, at uh, his age as well, kind of 31 coming in and just tearing it up this week. I mean, we had Duke Johnson yeah. last week, didn't we, who was a surprise entry, yeah. <laughs> um, who surprisingly didn't do very well at all this week. Um his his misperformance allowed me to sneak into a final, in fact, in, in another league due to surprising circumstances, but Gaskin kind of is back, back to healthy. But yeah, now we've got uh, Burkehead who's sort of stepping into the shoes of uh, of uh, another Johnson um, and uh, yeah, doing incredibly well. So I don't know whether we'll see it again, but with David Johnson out, maybe, uh, maybe he, he will. So... Yeah, I guess that's the top ten. I mean, there were some fantastic some performances there. It was, it was, it well, yeah, it was electric, really. Um, you know, we had once again Mark Andrews, just to mention, sort of the tight end position, played incredibly well again. <laughs> I think he had yeah eight catches, ten targets, one hundred twenty five yards, and a touchdown. Having so a he ridiculous season. Yeah, he's transformed into the majority of that uh, that Baltimore offense. Um, their, their running games kind of 
almost non-existent, I guess now. So it's <laughs> it's just it's just a strange one. I mean, I think the Ravens this year have been very different to what the Ravens will be next year. They've they obviously lost uh, Dobbins and Edwards at the at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, I think they just let go of uh, oh, who did it? Bell, Le'Veon Bell. Bell's gone. Yeah. So they kind of they've had a very tumultuous sort of running back. Down there. Down to Devonta Freeman, I believe. Yeah, it's 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 been a bit of a weird one for them. So it'll be interesting to see how they are next year. You know, Lamar Jackson back to full health, and and obviously with with two running backs returning, uh, yeah. each of whom is 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 a very good running back in their own right. Um, we had who else did we have? We, I mean, three three receivers leap out to me. Um, I spoke to you about him. Obviously, Jalen Jalen Waddle again. Yes. And catches 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's up to 86, I think, receptions for the year or something crazy like that, which is mental for a rookie. Um, who else did we have? Um, Pringle for the Chiefs yes. looked really good for me. Six for 75 and two. Um, and that one where he sort of ducked under two people and ran it in was just an insane bit of player. And then, oh, I mean, you, you can't not talk about Cooper Cup every single week. <laughs> um, only, was it only one game below 90 yards or he hasn't gone below 90 all season? That's crazy. He had 10, 10 for 109. Um, and is now, he's still on pace to eclipse um, Megatron's uh, 1,900 odd yards. Um, and he's, he's well in the M- MVP conversation for me. Um, it's, it's tough not to be when you're putting up those numbers. Yeah, I mean, Cup is is playing the Ravens next week as well, so I think uh, it's going to be easy. Fifteen receptions. Yeah, easy. I think he's going to put up some good numbers that week. Sadly for me, because I, I know I'm playing him in one of my finals. Um, yeah, that there's been all sorts of of decent performances. I think from a defensive point standpoint, we've got a twenty five pointer from the Dolphins and also the Cowboys. Um, both both playing very well and, and making the difference for a lot of fancy managers out there. I think you don't often look to your defense to put up that kind of that kind of a score. No. Um, Chase Edmonds played well, twenty seven points. He's uh, he's definitely taken advantage of of uh, the injury to. Yeah, nice to see him come back and get some points, yeah. Yeah, um, and then Armin Rassen Brown as well has been a bit of an underdog this year. He's uh, he's had some off performances, but in the past four weeks, he's put up yeah. respectively 24.8, 15.3, 23.5, and 26 points. So they That's are big, they are wide numbers. receiver one numbers uh, as of the last past few weeks. So for anyone who drafted him, definitely somebody to maybe stick into your roster this week if you're uh, in fantasy championship. Um, yeah, so there's been some great, great performances. Um, it's been a very high-scoring week. So uh, yeah, a lot of touchdowns this week. Yeah, a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, so well, we only have one week left, um, oh, but I guess sad. it's still worth worth just having a look at the the week ahead, just to see if there's there are any fixtures that are worth kind of keeping your your eye on, uh, and any that are not, because obviously this is if anyone's still. Well, I guess if you're in Dynasty Leagues, every week is still interesting because you want to be landing. Um, well, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you kind of want to do worse now, really, because you want to get a better yeah. draft position. But obviously... Tank, tank, tank. Yeah, I mean, if you don't win, then then it's kind of, what, what are you playing for? Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll have a look and see what uh, what the next week has in store for us. So, first off, kicking us off, uh, we have... The Bears and the Giants. 
Oh, what a matchup to I kick know. us off. <laughs> well, actually, it's, yeah. yeah, they're all at the same time, aren't they? Of course, New Year. I yeah, forget. It is. We don't have the old uh, Thursday night game. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't see this one being amazing for fantasy. Uh, the Bears with a nice win against the Seahawks. Um, Nick Foles with a good performance. Um, Montgomery didn't have a bad one um, as well. Um, the Giants, although they managed to hold the Eagles and Jalen Hurts for a couple of quarters, um, ended up conceding 34 points. So I, I think the Bears will probably win this just because the Giants, um, without Danny Dimes, you know, they're, they're relying on... I believe they started Jake from last week, so I, I can't see the Giants' offense getting anything done against that Bears' defense. Um, I think if anyone's to have a good game, it probably is Montgomery. Um, I don't think the Bears' quarterback, whoever it is, will put up any numbers. So yeah, Monty's really the only one I'm I'm excited for in this one. Very good. Next up, we've got the Patriots and the Jaguars. Oh God, the poor Jaguars. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the Patriots will be looking for a bounce back win um, after that um, divisional loss to the Bills. Um, Trevor Lawrence as much as I, I still think he will have a good career um, I saw a stat the other day and it was something like he's had nine zero touchdown zero interception games he, he just physically isn't getting in the end zone I don't know whether it's the team the play calling him um, but I can't see it improving against the Patriots um, I would imagine this would be a fairly comfortable Patriots win uh, and I would imagine most of the Jaguars have, have a pretty rough time of it Worth mentioning James Robinson, unfortunately, on IR now as well. So their their one bright spot for me is is also out. Yeah, not great. Uh, next up, we've got the Ravens and the Rams. Yeah, I mean, we we were just talking about this one. This is a, a tasty matchup for uh, for that Rams <laughs> Rams offense. The the Ravens obviously just got absolutely blitzed by Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, the Rams have got weapons. They got you know you got OBJ Cup. Um, I think Stafford is online on for a big performance. Um, and you know what, Sony Michelle as well, 27 carries over 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Um, so if he starts again, I think he'll get some work. Um, Rams, I think, will win this one, even if Lamar comes back, um, which I don't, it doesn't look like he is. Um, it may be Josh Johnson again. Um, but I think either way, I think the Rams will win this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I still had a, a nice, healthy Daryl Henderson for, for one of my leagues, but it's not to be. So uh, next up, we've got the Jets and the Buccaneers. <laughs> God. Oh, there's, there's some one-sided ones this week, isn't there? Yeah, um, it certainly is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Buccaneers are, are obviously going to win this. Uh, the Jets managed to scrape a victory against the, the lowly Jaguars last week by five points. Um, Zach Wilson wasn't dreadful last week. Um, he didn't turn it over and had a couple of touchdowns, including a, a nice long run. Um, but yeah, the, the Buccaneers will, will massacre them, I would have thought. I would have thought they'll win by at least 20. The Buccaneers' defence is, is still fairly stout. Um, they only conceded less than 10 last week, so I, I don't think the Jets will have much luck in this one. Nice, easy win for the Buccaneers and, and Tom Brady. Uh, next up, we have the Bills and the Falcons. Another win, another win for the Bills. Um, another big performance from from Josh Allen, I reckon. Um, the Falcons, I know, they're seven and eight, so it's not a horrendous record, but they they just they're just not very exciting. Um, Patterson's uh, uh, Patterson and maybe Russell Gage are the only exciting options. Um, the Bills' defense is is still pretty strong. Um, and I just I don't trust Matt Ryan. So I think yeah, big big game for the Bills. Um, another n- another hopefully twenty five points plus for Josh Allen. I reckon in this one. Very good. Next up, the Bengals and the Chiefs. 
Oof. Now that that's this is a good matchup. This might be looking scrolling down the list. This might be matchup of the week. I reckon. Um, obviously two very very high powered offenses. Um, defense. The Chiefs have obviously come a long way. They are one of the better defenses in the league over the last sort of six seven weeks. Um, so we'll see if Burrow and the Bengals can stay consistent. Um, I think, I think for me though, I think the Chiefs are starting to look look like the team we thought they were were going to be at the start of the season. Um, you know, Mahomes is seems to be turning it on. Um, he's making those throws. He's he's sort of throwing people open. Um, so I think I think the Chiefs will win this one. And I think, unfortunately for for Bengals fans, I think this is one of those weeks where they have a bit of a down week. I think. Uh, next up, we've got the Titans and the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, Dolphins are what they've won eight straight now, is it? I think yeah, to start started one and seven. Um, started one and seven, and they are now yeah now eight and seven. Um, so it's yeah, I mean it's mental how how well they're doing. Um, two are playing well, one are playing well. Um, they're in the seven seed, I believe, for the playoffs at the minute. Um, so I think they could this one, win this one. Um, but I am I'm gonna go with the Titans. I think. Um, the fact that they've got to 10 wins without Henry has impressed me a little bit I must admit I, I did think they'd sort of plummet off a cliff once he went down um, but they seem to be doing well with what they've got so yeah I think I think the Titans will get this one um, but I think it'll be relatively relatively dull in terms of fantasy unfortunately yeah maybe so uh, then we've got the Colts and the Raiders um, yeah Colts absolutely fantastic um, especially over the last 10 weeks they're 8-2 and two. Uh, Raiders got the win against my lowly Broncos, which is unfortunately looking like that sent us out of the playoff mix. So yeah, Colts will Colts will breeze this one, I, I think. Um, and obviously, I mean Jonathan Taylor, I would expect to have a a pretty tasty game against that that Raiders D. Very good. Uh, then we've got the Washington and Eagles. Um, Eagles obviously won last week. Um, Jalen Hurts, although he didn't pop off, um, had a had a pretty decent game you know he didn't turn it over um two touchdowns through the air none through the ground this week um given how the washington football team played against the cowboys i think i think the eagles will fancy their chances in this one uh go to nine and seven um and then obviously that'll that should hopefully lock up a wild card for them so i, th- I think the eagles win this one and i think i think hurts plays better than he did against the giants in this one and uh, then we've got the Chargers and the broncos Oh, um, yeah, like I said, my Broncos are, are, are cooked now, I think, unfortunately. Drew Locke is not the answer to anyone's question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that might be harsh, but it's just, it's just true. Um, the Chargers, obviously, will be hard. Um, they'll want to come back with a win. Uh, the loss to the Texans was, was unforgivable, um, especially when they're, they're sort of chasing a playoff spot. But I think they, they do get back to winning ways here. Um, Justin Herbert had a down week. I don't think he'll do it two weeks in a row. So I reckon the Chargers take care of the Broncos pretty uh, pretty handily here, I think. Very good. Next up, the 49ers against the Texans. Um, 49ers should win, win this one, um, and I think they will. I don't I don't think the Texans can do it two weeks in a row against good opposition. Um, there was a lot of calls after the previous performance to have Jimmy G benched, which is just is just ludicrous in my opinion. Um, you know they're eight and seven. Uh, you know they've had a couple of bad losses, but I don't think I don't think that's the answer. Um, so yeah, I think I think the 49ers will win this one fairly comfortably. Um, I don't think uh, Davis Mills and that Texans offense will, will drop forty one again. So 
comfortable 49ers win, I think. Um, and I doubt we'll see Rex Burke at a game in the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, then we've got the Seahawks and the Lions. Yeah, um, poor Seahawks. Um, obviously, first first time losing season. Um, first time um, missing the playoffs, I believe, since Wilson's tenure began. Um, then they're not really playing for anything, but I do think they will win this one. Uh, Wilson's looked a lot better over the last couple of games, and they were unlucky against the Bears, to be fair. Um, so yeah, I think the Seahawks win this one. Although I guess it is worth knowing that I think Jared Goff is back. Um, and DeAndre Swift is looking like he could be back as well. So the the Lions could put up a fight, but I think I think the Seahawks will, will edge this one. Very good. Um, then we've got the Cowboys and the Cardinals. Another another good matchup. Another good matchup. Um, this is one of the games I was talking about. I think this is this is one Dak needs to show up, um, and they need to do a similar thing that they did to the football team to the Cardinals. If they if they do that, then I'll we'll be able to put them up there with the with the Packers of sort of the elite of the NFC. Um, Kyler Murray hasn't looked amazing since coming back from that that brief injury. Um, they have lost two on the spin now to the Colts and the Lions. Um, so yeah, I, I do. I'll, I'll give the Cowboys this one. Um, I don't like what I've seen over the last two weeks from the Cardinals and from Murray. Um, and the Cowboys, to be fair, have, have been on a bit of a roll, even if it is against bad opposition. Very good. Next up, we've got the Saints and the Panthers. Um, oh, God. Um, not really sure what to say on this one. I mean, the Saints Saints were dreadful against the Dolphins, and the Panthers were were dreadful against um, the Buccaneers. Uh, as, a, as two teams, they combined for nine points last week, so... <laughs> I, I pray to God none of our listeners have any of their players because um, I don't think this one will be very exciting. Um, Saints defence, uh, they still had seven points, I believe, against the Dolphins um, and they are very strong. So I, I think I'll give the edge to the Saints just purely because, as, as you know, I don't like Cam Newton much um, as a fantasy player or a, an NFL player for that matter. So I think the Saints will win this one, but probably want to, to not bother watching, I would say. <laughs> Very good. Uh, then we've got the Packers and the Vikings. Oh, good one for good one for you to watch this one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, be a bit late for me, sadly. I might have to miss oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the twenty past one. one I'll just it? wake up and cry. It's fine. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's probably the way it'll go. Um, the Vikings are seven and eight. They really should be should be at least ten wins. I mean, there's so many close games this season. Um, but I think they're unlikely to turn it round against the Packers. Uh, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is playing at an MVP level. Um, they've got 12 wins. Um, they're going to want to close the season out strong. So, yeah, Packers comfortable win. And as we were discussing earlier, um, if the Packers win, Devontae Adams is probably going to pop off again, I would imagine. Yeah, almost certainly. And we'll move on from that one quickly. Steelers and Browns. Um, God, yeah. I mean... Another another rough matchup, I think, in general. The Steelers have been pretty awful uh, on offense. Uh, the only bright spot, really, I know you like him. Deontay Johnson has been has been very good this season, um, even with um, Ben Roethlisberger being as as bad as he is. Uh, Johnson is sort of the one bright spot, as well as Najee Harris, of course. Although he has quieted down over the last few weeks. Um, Baker Mayfield is is just dreadful. Uh, I think the Browns need to move on, to be honest. Um, so I, I think the Steelers. As much as it pains me to say it, I think the Steelers will get the win here. Um, 
and give them a yourself a chance for the playoffs but yeah again i don't think this one will be will be pretty no there we go so that's next week um the last fantasy relevant week which is quite crazy to think about we've finally reached the end flown by it has so we'll have a little look at what happened last week um so as as i alluded to at the start of the show sadly i um i lost to alex in well, I don't know. I guess you could call it a shootout, as far as fantasy is concerned. <laughs> Massively. <laughs> uh, so Alex won with a hundred. Uh, sorry, two hundred and sixteen point two two points, and I lost with two hundred and ten point two eight points. So, yep, oh, it was one of those. Had I played anyone else, I would have won very, very comfortably. I think the next highest score after mine was Tom with one hundred and sixty eight point nine. So almost. 50 points just shy of 50 points less so uh so yeah it was uh it was definitely a showdown um this week and uh I, as i say i can't really complain with the performances that that were put up by my team so pat mahomes to 21 yeah. points he just missed out on projection but it played very well joe mixon 31 phenomenal smashed his projection uh david montgomery 23 again smash projection jalen waddle 25 smash projection stefan diggs 21 above projection uh, Dalton Schultz, 22, smashed, smashed projection. Uh, Deontay Johnson, just shy of projection there with 14 points. Uh, Justin Jackson, utterly broke projection with 33.2. And then we have Jalen Hurts, who was a little bit, sadly, not on full form yeah. with uh, 15.66, shy of projection by about six points. Um, Justin Tucker didn't get much of a chance to do anything other than kick three extra points, so that's just three points. And then, as I say, the Patriots' defense uh, let me down with minus one point. They just allowed 33 points and didn't do much else. Um, Alex, on the other hand, we have Joe Burrow, who doubled projection with 40 points. No one could have seen that coming. Um, we have Carter of the New York Jets with 15.4 points, which was just above projection. Antonio Gibson, once again, kind of carrying on his sort of mediocre form this season with 13 points, which was just shy of projection. Devontae Adams, smash projection with 34. Keenan Allen, very, very far below projection with only 7.5 points. Um, Mark Andrews, smash projection, 27 points. Nick Chubb, smashed projection with 28 points. Antonio Brown, slightly above projection with 21 points. Uh, He was pretty much the focal point of that. Tampa Bay offense, I guess, given the lack of other options. Um, Tua, just nine points there. Um, Yeah, I I was lucky that the majority of his targets and completions went to Waddle, really. Uh, Nine points, but far below projection. Uh, Carlson, the kicker, six points, and then 13 points from the uh, Green Bay Packers defense, which uh, I think without those... Four interceptions. Um, you know, even with just one interception, I would have, I would have rested victory from Alex, but uh, it wasn't to be. Um, so, yes, this is where my journey this season ends. Uh, the semi-final, I guess there is the, the there is uh, obviously the third place battle, but I do not care for it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's not your style. No, it? it's uh, we're, not it, we're not nothing. That's it. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, it was it was a great game though, and and I did stay up to watch that Saints and Dolphins game. Just it was always going to be, it was always a bit of a fool's hope that I'd be able to pull it back. I think there was about a thirty point deficit. 
but the way that Jalen Waddle played, he, he made me believe again. So I'll, I'll owe him that for a long time. Um, I was just sad that on the last few drives, the, the Dolphins were winning by such a margin that they didn't need to throw it anymore. No. So, uh, <laughs> so it was kind of, it was, it was a long shot. If the Saints had managed to maybe bag another touchdown, it might have been different. Could have. Because Jacoby Brissett was in there, and as soon as I saw Brissett, I was like, all I need, all I need is maybe three catches for, for 30 <laughs> yards. That's all I need. Uh, but it wasn't to be. So, yeah, good luck to uh, to Alex moving into the championship this season. It'll be nice to have other people that are, uh, that are able to wear the ring like me, um, as bitter as I may be. Next up, <laughs> we've got uh, Tom and Elliot. Uh, in the other semi-final. I don't know if you want to walk this one through. Yeah. So Tom Tom gets the victory here, um, 168 to 153. So it's still a relatively close game. Um, Elliot had Aaron Rodgers, uh, 20 points under projection. Uh, Gaskin, complete ball job, two points. Ronald Jones filling in for Fournette, 16, pretty solid. Debo Samuel with 27, uh, good as he has been all season. Jefferson bang on with 20 points. Um, Hunter Henry with only two. St. Brown, who we mentioned earlier, with 26. Amazing performance there. AJ Dillon with eight. And then Tannehill, a bit of a down performance with 14. And he did also get 13 from that Chiefs defence. On the flip side, Tom won it with 30 points from the QB1. Uh, Josh Allen, great game. Uh, Aaron Jones and Ezekiel Elliott, 13 and 17 respectively. Brandon Ayuk, 14 points, not too bad. Um, he managed to overcome a dreadful week from Tyreek Hill, uh, 3.9 points, just completely off form. Michael Pittman with 16. Devin Singletree with a, a rare 18 points. I don't think I've ever even seen him in double digits. Uh, Justin Herbert, 16. Young-Way Koo, Tom's favourite player with 11. And then another big defensive performance, 17 from the Ooh. Eagles D. Um, so yeah, Tom edges it and looking to the bench, I don't think could Elliot have won it if he'd have started. No, the Broncos defense got less. Uh, I mean, Sanders had given him an extra five, and then Gerald Everett would have. Yeah, if you'd played yeah, if he, him, if he'd started Sanders and Gerald Everett, he'd have won. But yeah, I mean that was always going to be that was always going to be a judgment call. Everett isn't great. Yeah. So Tom goes through so to the very final. Close. So yeah, it's um, it's a completely different final to, to last year. It was Elliot and I last year, so we've both uh, both dropped to uh, to the semis this time. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with with Alex and uh, and Tom next week. Um, any any other thoughts? I guess on on the rest of the season, we're still deciding. Well, have we have have we gone for a toilet ball this year in our, our league, or have we gone for the just the standard standings? Just the standard standings, I think. Yeah, and not I. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it caused too much drama last year, so we'll just yeah. The, the standings, the propensity to tank yeah, is just standings. too. It's too easy to tank, isn't it? With uh, <coughs> with the toilet ball, you can yeah. uh, you can go from feasibly having a fantastic season but just missing out. Which I guess you did. Uh, you know, you only just missed out on playoffs, but you could feasibly get the number one pick overall. Which, yeah, I don't know yeah, whether your just... team is bad enough to warrant being able to have the number one pick. So, I hope it isn't. Yeah, so... No, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll no, see. No, you are. 
You are spot on. Yeah, we'll we'll scrap that. Standing should be should be the way it's done. Um, well, with that, but yeah, I mean that in mind. If you know, I think it might be Kieran who comes out with the number one pick. So he has a crazy. God. He's got a crazy. <laughs> so many first round draft, picks uh, this this year, hasn't he? So he's got my my uh, first round. So at worst, that's going to be the eighth overall. At best, yeah. it'll be the seventh. He's also got James's, which I believe is the third overall. So yep. he's got the first overall, the first, the third, third overall, eight. and the eighth <laughs> overall picks there. So he's yeah, he's done he's all right be in for a comeback season. Is Kieran? He um, is. He is. If he picks right, it's an interesting one. Though I mean, were you in Kieran's position? What would you do? Would you go with the picks, or would you be looking to maybe trade a couple of them for for players who are, have kind of proven their metal? I would be looking to trade personally. Um, obviously, we'll discuss this on the podcast in the off season, but personally, I don't rate this draft class too highly um and you know other people might do in which case yeah you could you could sort of abuse that for some picks that that's what i would do maybe not with all three it's nice to have a first round pick um but yeah he's certainly got a lot of trade bait there if anyone's got their eye on someone yeah i mean i think it it obviously depends on on what happens and as as you say i think we'll talk about this a lot in the in the off season um because that's all we're going to be thinking about really is the draft after after next week, I suppose. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the number one overall. I mean, last year, even at this point, everybody knew that Trevor Lawrence was probably going to be the number one pick, yeah, the first of guy off, off the board. As it happens, he's not yet lived up to that standard, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I mean, quite. you'd have done much better if you'd picked the likes of Najee Harris or Jamar Chase yeah. or even Jalen Waddle, really. Um, just the way that those guys are playing, they've been much better this year. As time goes by, obviously, though, things will change. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence is a very talented man, and he's got many, many, many years of playing ahead of him. So, you know, you, short-term versus long-term, maybe you'd be better off with him in the long-term. But there's nobody who really sticks out, especially from a quarterback situation this year. No, uh, not as strongly one. as Lawrence. Uh, even, no. even the running backs, I think, I'd probably take Najee over the, the guys that are available. Um, yeah. So it's it's going to be a strange it's it's a strange one twenty twenty two I don't know if it's going to be as good as last year it's definitely no. not going to be as good as the year before I think twenty twenty was you know it's been the best in a long time if you think of the likes of the guys who came through there even just from a running back perspective you know you've got you've got lots of very good players uh, sort of Jonathan Taylor and um, J K Dobbins although he's not played this year he's played well. Gibson, the list goes yeah. on. There's a, there's a lot of very good guys who came through there. So, yeah, I think if I were Kieran, I'd be looking to maybe trade a couple, couple of those. Even if you swap a first round pick this year for a first round pick next year, it's um, it's not. I, not I wouldn't mind move. a first rounder, Kieran. So if you are listening, I will trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've managed to bag two first rounds for 2023 already. So, um, so I think it's all I, I think about I'm 2023. Set. Um, but yeah, I mean. Obviously, the guys who are coming through this uh, this draft class will be set to, to prove us wrong, and I dare say there will be a couple of uh, somebody will. That's there'll it. be diamonds. There'll, there'll in the be rough. that. There'll be that fifth, sixth rounder that goes absolutely mental. That's that's always the case. Yeah. It's often the late later round picks where you really get your value. You know, like Justin Herbert, for example. You know, I, th- I prefer to Tom pick pick him up off the waivers, or certainly a late round. A late round pick um, after our first after our first ever draft. It was. Yeah. Justin Herbert. I, I think that was the year that we started. So yeah. Justin Herbert. Well, well, let's have a look. We can have a look at the uh, the old statistics. I think he picked him somewhat highly because he was been talked about with uh, 
with quite a lot of uh, love. But oh no, it's very quite late actually. Seventeen, round seventeen. 17. So like, you know, a pick like that, and now he's you know, I think I'm I'm pretty sure he was the third or the fourth touted quarterback in the class, and you know now he you know he's he's gone absolutely mental. So yeah, it's it's often the later picks, and that's why doing your research is is so important. Yeah, well I guess from it it's. Yeah, there's a lot of that to do with it, and I think there's a lot of it comes down to faith. You've got to you've got to believe uh, that you're making the right choice, and sometimes yeah. that comes back to bite you. You might not have made the right choice. Uh, you know, when we started, I was I was so concerned about depth and and getting running backs. You know, knowing that running backs can go down, I was obsessed with handcuffs, and that kind of blinded me to to wanting to swap somehow Antonio Gibson for uh, for Gio Bernard, who now doesn't even play for the Bengals. Um, but I mean, you still won, you bastard. I, I did, I did, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and I mean that that but was a bit of point. a mistake. But by the same token, a year later, I made a similarly risky pick by saying to Kieran, "You can have my first round pick in exchange for Jalen Hurts," which you know, Jalen Hurts was picked up by Kieran on the twenty fifth round. He was the last player picked by Kieran in our draft. He sat on his bench practically all year. Well, he did. I don't think he even yeah. played for Kieran. I gave him a first round, which at the time was quite a radical move, I would say. I think a lot of people, oh, massively. when that went through, were kind of thinking that Kieran had made off with uh, with many, many riches and that I'd been an absolute idiot yet again. But if you look at where Hertz is... now he's a top eight quarterback, Sixth overall quarterback. Sixth overall, yeah. So like, you would pay a first round pick for, for a top six quarterback <laughs> in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? So yeah. it's it's an interesting way. It's an interesting game. But I, I loved the way that he played and I had faith in him when a lot of people didn't. And I think if you... If you can land that, there's a sweet spot where the player has to be quite undesirable to the majority of people yeah. <laughs> for you to be able to get away with that. Like, no one wanted to touch Hertz with a barge pole. They were all thinking that he wasn't going to be very good. I know you, you in the off-season, didn't like him um, yeah, until, you, you until, I kept, until I kept singing about him. But it's, that's just the way it is. If you, can, if you can land on a player like that who, you know, who is deemed okay who is who has put up enough to you for you to warrant thinking that they're good enough but yeah. hasn't done anything go for it. going off then yeah definitely go for it because that's that's how you win uh win championships i guess um just sadly for me when i when i needed him most when i needed another six points out of him he wasn't able to do it just one touchdown jalen could have just done with you running what? over he, he didn't run this week that was the problem no i didn't um <laughs> if, if he'd ran as which is what i you know wanted him to do from the start then uh, then yeah i'd probably be probably be laughing about how i've made it to a second consecutive win but um it's just the way things go um, but I can't wait for next season now. I think now, once you're Already. out, once you're out, you look forward to the next, don't you? And uh, I think it's it's a great league. I think we've all got good teams, um, and we've all got teams that that on any given day could win. Um, I yeah, don't think, it's very it's pretty consistent. Yeah, and I mean with kick, obviously I, we talk about Kieran, um, and we've talked about Kieran a lot this year about how he has been very unfortunate that a lot of his key players have been injured. Injured, yeah. Which has put kind of put his season to bed, really. I think. He probably went into the season knowing that he didn't have a full the full strength that he wanted, but he's been clever. He's you know he's got these three first round picks which he can now use to trade away for better players or to mm. to even draft better players. He's, it, you know completely change your team three picks. It does. It massively changes, yeah. and he's got so he's got some big guys coming back. You know the likes of Cam Akers will be swapped yeah. in for Latavius Murray. That that in itself big is swap. just like a huge difference on a week to week basis. 
Um, you know, I've always wanted to have C.D. Lamb off him, but he refuses to trade him. Uh, but C.D. <laughs> Lamb and Jerry Judy is that, you know, if, if Denver happened to land Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Judy's probably going to be the wide receiver one there. That's it's happening. It, it could. It could happen. But that, that's that's the crazy thing. That's that's what happens in, in Dynasty is that you have these guys who might be okay one year. Look at Cooper Cup. You know, last year, yeah. he wasn't anyone to write home about. Now... He's been he's been incredible. He's been a league winner for people just because he's come out of nowhere. I know I put I kind of hedged my bets on uh, Woods, which unfortunately for me hasn't worked out. But you know, it's these changes that that make the game so interesting. It's like you can stay on top for a while, but you can't stay on top forever. I mean, I'm already looking at who who I can flip and who I can get. Um, I mean, we we're not a great league for trading usually, uh, but but we've had some, some people are. I yeah. won't name names. Yeah, <laughs> but we um, you know, we uh, we do what we can, and um, I think people are getting more receptive to trading as well because it's always a risk. You know, you don't know whether the player you're giving away is going to be better than the mm. player you get in return. So it's. It is that's a risk. That's the fun, isn't it? But that's it, Especially yeah. Especially in a dynasty league. Yeah, you have to have that faith, as I say, that your guy is going to be fine. I mean, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. And, uh, you know, it might not be your year this year, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be your year next year. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good one. And I think I'm just monologuing because I know that this is the end of the line for me. So. <laughs> just just so, talk for hours so, and hours. So the next week is just going to be me kind of going, yeah, so-and-so won, good for them. Um, what about next year? Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a good one. Um, any kind of cl- final closing closing thoughts before we head into the final week of fantasy next next week? Nothing in particular. I just like you know, good luck to to anyone who has managed to make it to that final. Uh, hopefully, it's on the strength of our fantastic advice. Um, <laughs> good luck to uh, to obviously Tom and Alex in our dynasty final. Um, I, I, I honestly don't care either way. To be honest, if it's not me, I'm not bothered. Should we? Um, but yeah, should we predict who's going to win? Who do you think? Go on. Who let me you... have a look at the. Uh... I think, I think it's going to be close. To be honest, um, both teams have very good players i oh god i i think yeah you are right um if i had to go one way just because i think i I think i'm I'm gonna lean tom but it will be close just because i think tyree kill in scoring three points again no so he i think he's gonna go off and I think, as we spoke earlier, I do think Josh Allen against Atlanta will pop off. Whereas on the flip side, I think Burrow probably has a quieter game than 40, for example. Yeah. Um. So I, th- I think, yeah, I think I'd maybe, even though the projectors are in Alex's favour, I think that's probably slightly to do with, obviously, last week. Um. I think, yeah, I'll, I'll give Tom a very, very slight edge just because I think Tyreek will, will bounce back. You said the same thing about me last week, so Alex is going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's over. <laughs> no, I think I think I think that Alex's run of form is what what's quite formidable. Like he's he's done very yes, well, uh, kind yeah, of towards big towards the end of the season. I think his start of the season wasn't the best. Um, he's obviously come back. I mean. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one to call. I think Tom has Tom has got players that can pop off though, and that's that's the difference. Both guys have players that can feasibly hit like lofty thirties if they have a good game. Um, I think Tom's players might be more consistent, 
So Tom's yeah. score lines are usually drop off. Yeah, yeah, his his floor's higher. But I would say that Alex's ceiling is higher. Um yeah. so it's oh, it's wow. gonna be one of those where if I think yeah, I can't call it to be honest. It's it's whatever fate <laughs> decides, to be fair. But we have to keep in mind that, you know, Alex Alex benefited quite quite greatly from the, the Bengals last week. If the Bengals can kind of do what they did again, even if it's not to that level, but if they can torch the Chiefs defence, I think that Alex will have it in the bag because Burrow and especially Higgins, the way Higgins played, I think I don't think he's gonna come down that much from a performance that he had last week. Um, in a sense that I think he's still going to maybe hit 20 points. He might not be getting yeah. 40, but I think there's there's going to be renewed faith in Higgins. And I, and I imagine that, that those guys in that locker room after that game, mm-hmm. uh, the electricity between them will have been... Oh, yeah, it has just been amazing. So I think they might be trying to recreate that. But as you say, Tyreek Hill doesn't usually score only three points. So Brandon Ayuk's been coming back. They're also playing the Houston Texans, so that's another good game. Um yeah, and then Pittman playing Las Vegas Raiders. The the Raiders are just going to be worried about JT the whole time, so Pittman might actually be able to get in some decent catches. Very true. And then obviously, as you say, I think Justin Herbert's just been playing so well. I think if we look at quarterbacks, though, Josh Allen to Burrow, as much as Burrow had a fantastic week last week, Josh yeah, Allen is the better Josh QB. Allen most weeks, and yeah. then again with uh, with Herbert over Tua. Herbert I think versus Tua. Herbert's Herbert's the guy I would have there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a close one. It is going to be a close one. But I think I think Tom by seven points called it. Is that what you're saying? You heard it, you heard it here first. Okay, I think I think <laughs> yeah yeah. I don't know. I kind of I feel like because Alex has beaten me, I kind of I kind of need him to carry my sort of essence forward so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with alex because then you win. got beaten by the champion exactly that of, yeah that, that, that makes oh, fair enough that makes me feel better <laughs> so. i guess i'm 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 a bit more uh, sort of unbiased then because i just you know i was out three weeks ago so but yeah <laughs> you can I, guess, trust my opinion. I guess by the same token if tom beats alex then that means that my uh my death was not in vain in a sense that uh yeah. that, that the guy that beat me was also beaten so uh, <laughs> i don't know i, I can't call it and also, I love both guys, so it's 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 hard to say that I want one to win over the other. But um, they're all right. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're all right. <laughs> um, no, Alex was very humble in his victory over me, which is which has lit- which shocked which shocked me. It, it, sh- it shocked me a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> but I think the way that, that his humble response, I think he appreciated the game and the intensity of it as much as I did. So I've got a renewed sort of sense of of, of respect for Alex after okay. that. Um, he not many people have my respect. I disrespect many people, but Alex, Alex, <laughs> as of this moment, has my respect. So treasure that, Alex. It might not last, especially if you try and make some shitty trades with me again over the <laughs> off season. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, we've we've monologued for a while, or rather, I have. So uh, with that in mind, I guess we'll see you all next time, and we'll find out who's crowned champion of the league. Uh, for the 2021 season and then we'll probably spend the rest of the episode next week crying because we've got nothing to look forward to again for nine months (laughs) god okay have fun and we'll see you next time 